the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mentolo has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelo. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. This is a very special weekend for several reasons. First, from all of us at Courageous Christianity, happy belated birthday to the United States Marine Corps. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) November 10th marked the 247th birthday of the Corps. Semper Fi to Marines everywhere. And to all veterans and their families on this Veterans Day weekend, we celebrate your service and many sacrifices with solemn gratitude. May God bless and keep you all. And finally, friends, and with fortuitous timing, today we're wrapping up our series entitled Vote by Faith. If you wonder why I think the timing is fortuitous, it's because the Marine Corps birthday and Veterans Day should remind us of how much we have at stake in the affairs of this nation. So much has been sacrificed, and in our conduct as Christians and Americans, We can neither forget nor dishonor that. As Christian Americans, in gratitude to God and to those who have come before us, it is our responsibility to conduct ourselves in a manner which is worthy of our calling and the blessings of this nation. And that's a big responsibility. Speaking of which, as Christian Americans, the votes are in. The elections have been held. The people have spoken And the question which should always concern a Christian is what do we do next? In Christ and in his forgiveness, we have an amazing opportunity always to focus forward on doing the next right thing. And what comes to mind as I'm saying these things is a story from my days flying Marine Corps attack jets many years ago, and there's no need to go into just how many years ago, 
<laughs> we were expecting a new commanding officer, and he was going to replace our larger-than-life, brash, and beloved commanding officer who had just led us on a seven-month deployment. And the gentleman who was chosen was a character of slight build and dubious reputation, and he was also not a pilot. He was what people referred to as a backseater, and in fact, he was the first backseater in our community chosen to be a squadron commander, and people didn't really appreciate the change. COs had always been pilots, and I remember a bunch of pilots sitting around in the ready room talking about how they were going to treat him, and it wasn't good. When I'd heard enough, I said, fellas, in a year's time, we will either have been successful or we will have been a failure. At that time, we're all going to have to look back and each of us will have to decide whether we were part of his success or a part of his failure. And I know which one I want to be. And I'll be honest, I wasn't always perfect and neither was the skipper. God rest his soul. And that's another part of the story. You see, I heard recently that both he and the commanding officer that he replaced had passed away. And as I thought about him and the previous commanding officer and those days, I wish I'd done better. And the truth is, I think it's easy to get carried away with group thinking, and it's easy to forget the big picture. And it's easy to forget about the good of the whole when so much of our world nurtures our small opinions. And it's easy to forget that we're all just people struggling in a very hard world for a very short time, and then we're gone. Today, unfortunately, I think it's even easier to go down the wrong and unkind path than in days past. We're encouraged by the anonymity of our keyboards, by Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and the like, and often we forget the part that we can play as individuals in making things better. And so I think it's easy to conduct ourselves in ways which fall short of our obligations to our Savior to our nation, to our families, and to the organizations and the people we so easily disparage. My point is this. At this time in our nation, the voting is done, and whether we like the results or not, it's time to get down to the business of being Christian Americans. At some point in the near future, we'll look back and we'll have to come to grips with our conduct. Soon, and sooner than we realize, we will all stand in the glare of the truth and our thoughts, feelings, words, and deeds will be judged. What will that judgment be? Will we have been part of the success? Or will we have to admit sadly that we were part of the failure? Spiritually, we will have to answer even more important questions. Did we do everything as if unto the Lord? Did we glorify God who gave his son for the chance that we have to shine light? And as Americans, we'll have to ask if we were worthy of the sacrifice laid down for us by others. And we're going to talk about all of this today. As always, thankfully, I'm rejoined by my wedded wingman, Christy Mandelo, who is well and with us for this 147th episode. Odd thing for me to miss a show. So I'm very happy to be back. I'm also happy to be well. <laughs> Thank you, God. Friends, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray for this nation and for the good that we can do in your name. 
as your sons and daughters, whether as citizens or guests of this great nation, for which so many have sacrificed, we ask that you bless the opportunities we have every day to speak and walk in the truth of your love with charity and goodwill to all. Help us to make the most of the chances we have to love our neighbors, our brothers and sisters in Christ, and our fellow Americans of every description. Help us to make a better nation for our children, one less shaped by labels, judgments, and opinions, and more shaped by Jesus. Help us, Lord, to speak His name into every situation with our thoughts, feelings, words, and actions. And finally, Father, help us to remember that first and foremost, we are Yours, and we should reflect that at all times and in all we do. Father, finally, when we fall short, which we all will, please hold us accountable to your truth. Help us to make amends and to do better each day. We know the only behavior we can control is our own, and we pray that we glorify you in all we do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So, friends, after that lengthy introduction having just voted and been through the political processes of this nation. And as we honor and celebrate veterans, we have an awesome opportunity to go forward with intention. Christy, what are your thoughts? couple thoughts. First, uh, in humility, I just want to say thank you to all who have sacrificed for us. Um, I don't take that lightly, and I think it's a, a time that we... Um, should really reflect on those who have sacrificed for us. Secondly, uh, for those who voted, I think it's um, important to acknowledge that you voted. Maybe this was your first time to vote. Maybe you heard the show before and you said, hey, I'm actually going to get involved this time and I'm going to vote. Um, Maybe you got engaged uh, civically and you um, learned more about the candidate. And I know I did this time, and so I, I get to acknowledge myself and and know that your efforts make a difference. And then lastly, uh, speaking of the conduct that you referenced, um, everything's an opportunity. And uh, I think no matter what candidate is elected, as a Christian American, we do have that opportunity to shine Christ's light. And it was interesting this morning when I was uh, even doing some research on on candidates, I saw people who on one hand was really trying to be engaged in the process, but the things the person was saying on Facebook about um candidates in this particular situation that didn't show up to a debate that she had put together was a bit negative. And so I think the opportunity, uh, as you talked about that, um, uh, the Facebook and the social media, we would say things on social media that we wouldn't say to a person in person. And so I think if we really take that home, think about um, the opportunity we have Maybe we don't like the candidate that was elected, but uh, the word God calls us to still support those candidates, and now is our opportunity. Yeah, and it's a real test. I think you've hit uh, 
some important points there. Friends, I want to tell you, Christy prepared so well, she actually knew things about candidates who turned out not to be on the ballot. And so... <laughs> I went over was, and above. <laughs> right, that was above uh, what was called, uh, what you were called to do. Um, I think what you said is important because you can't obtain something holy in an unholy way. And if we want our nation to be more uh, dignified, more Christian, more unified, then it's not going to happen magically. It's going to happen when we don't say certain things that don't need to be said, that are not kind and true and necessary. Right. right. And uh, then sometimes we'll not say things that do need to be said. And so... Uh, we've often said on the show, discernment is about what you do, when you do it, how you do it, and why you do it. Four things. And men and women care about some of those things some of the time, and I believe God cares about all of those things all of the time. And so we have a very big responsibility. A lot has been sacrificed so that we have this opportunity. And how we... Uh, move forward. Right. We'll say a lot. It'll say a lot to our children. It will shape the political process. And you may notice that I go back and forth saying process and process. It's because <laughs> my dad uh, pronounced it process, and he was very British. And I sometimes end up between the two things. But stay with us, because we're going to uh, delve into this very important topic much further so as to come out with the right answer for all of us. Stay with us. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on Election Day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's Word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. Even though the recent elections have passed, now is the time to join with us in My Faith Votes to pray think, and vote in all future elections. Go to MyFaithVotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are talking about going forward from the election and setting an example as Christians and Americans that shapes a better world for our children, a better world for discourse, a world more like uh, the kingdom God would have us create. And First Peter chapter 2, verse 17 says, Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. And so whether or not your favorite person got elected to the seats that are important to you, it doesn't matter now. It's about our behavior. 
who and what we are and the world we want for our children. And I have on this show eight points that we're going to look at that I think are critical. Uh, I'm a pilot, so I like checklists. And people love lists out there. Five and, things to do. To- <laughs> right. We got eight. Eight. Hey, we're doing Because good. I thought it was also important. And um, the first one is pray. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we know scripture says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their evil ways and seek me, I will heal their nation. And first Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 3 say, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Things are a mess. And we don't clean up the mess by adding volume or adding opinion. We have a more important task, I think. Action. Action. Action along the right lanes uh, right. lines. You know, I always uh, like that Abraham Lincoln quote, be certain to plant your feet in what is right and stand firm. And how do you know what is right? Uh, God will guide you to what is right when you pray. And I think what's interesting, you know, we had um, Jason Yates with My Faith Boat, My Faith Boats, easy for me to say, yes, uh, on the show, and before that, Bunny Pounds with Christians Engaged, and both of their kind of three part, their call to action starts with pray, Uh, pray. um, My Faith Boats says, uh, pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. And uh, Christians Engaged, Bunny Pounds group is pray, vote, and engage. So both of those, the action follows the praying. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, we just go down uh, these rabbit holes where everything seems important and all things can't be of the same importance. And we don't use Scripture to filter it out. And the Holy Spirit isn't guiding us. And uh, friends, Christy just reminded me, I was annoyed at something this morning, and she reminded me first and foremost to pray about it. And after I had prayed about it, I felt a lot better. Uh, I felt more peaceful, and I was focused on the right things. And so back to that point, how do we know what the right things are? Well, number two, we read the Bible. We must make sure that we know the truth of God's words. We can't rely on what others tell us. God says, because very few people actually know, so we have to read it for ourselves. We have to use those words and God's truth to take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. Well, otherwise it's our opinion. Yeah. And <laughs> that hasn't gotten us anywhere. No, there's just so many opinions out there. It's just so much noise. Uh, as a pilot, I have a flight manual, which tells me uh, the final word. And you can say all these different things, but eventually it comes down to what does the flight manual say? And uh, I just wish more of us referred first and foremost to the Bible. And the best way to have that become a reality is to model that as Christians. If Christians don't resort first uh, to the Bible, how can we expect anyone else to? Right, exactly. And I, th- I think it takes intentional effort 
uh, first awareness about that. And this is obviously awareness on this show. But then um, I, I think that's maybe why My Faith Votes and Christians Engaged have those three-part little kind of helpful reminders, pray first, think, vote, because we forget those things. And so you have to build it into a habit. And I'm reminded of um, when you and I first got to know one another, uh, we were discussing a scripture in the Bible and actually the role of men and women in marriage. And you came over and knelt beside me and said, anytime that you have, uh, you know, you're discussing an opinion, so to speak, or you have conflict, uh, both people go and look at the Bible for, for the truth. And I think that's a real important um, tool for people, not only in um, determining what's right, but determining what's right when various opinions are in play. So as you always say, what does Scripture say? Yeah. Uh, do you think that a lot of people don't want to know what Scripture says because they prefer their own opinions? Yeah, well, of course. I mean, that's the fleshly nature. Yeah. We, we, so we feel safe wanna... in our own opinion. We right. don't want to be called. We don't want to see the truth. We want to have our own opinion because a lot of us are really tied to our own opinions. Yeah. Sometimes you want to be mad and scripture says uh, the way you're supposed to behave is not that. And you kind of sort of want to hang on to being mad or as you often say, uh, we're attached to being right. 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 And <laughs> you're really holding on to being right. And um, you can't be right if what you're saying is at odds with Scripture. You just can't. It's as simple as that. Uh, it is as simple as that. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All Scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And the next verse actually says, so that the servant of God will be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we pray, we read the Bible, and now here is a really, really critical thing, because I think this is how we begin to separate ourselves from the animals. We don't let the media or our friends or our family cause us to think of people as groups which all act the same way. People are individuals, and we must see them as such. I often wonder why we want so much to use labels on people. What does it do for us? Makes it easier to avoid having to engage? I, I wonder the same thing. I've had that thought many times, and honestly, I, I don't have an answer. What's odd is I think I've heard... Um, opinions, if you will, or perspectives that labels are actually good because it then it helps us have um, discernment as to who the people are. But backwards. that seems backwards to me. Yeah. I've never been able to wrap my head around it. But as we sit here and talk about um, labels, why do we do that? Uh, the only thing that comes up to me for as humans is that we we have a need to make things easier we have a need to make things safe. So maybe if I can put in my head that this person belongs to this group and I have an opinion about this group, I can, I, I'm kind of vindicated in, in interacting with them or not. Does yeah. that make sense? Um, I've said this scripture before. There are six things the Lord hates, seven he despises. 
So Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, talk about six things that God hates. And then there's this one thing that he despises. So as I've said before, the creator of the universe takes the time to despise this one thing. And you wonder what it is? I think I know. It's people who cause disharmony in the community. That is how important unity is to God. And so how does it work where, how do we have unity without lumping people together? And I think that's where the Bible comes in, because you can't have unity if it's not truth. You basically, the Nazis were unified, and Mm -hmm. there was no truth there. Um, So I think it's very important that as we stand in the truth of the Bible— And then we look at people as individuals imbued with such potential. Sometimes uh, they may act in ugly ways. But we can't lump people together because as we try to connect with each other, then it's, it's too easy to disconnect and to isolate by labeling somebody because now I don't have to look them in the eye and see uh, where their heart is, what their story is. Does that... I, it, it makes sense, and it makes me think of uh, a quote that I often share is step into curiosity and out of judgment, and that's from How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And if you think about it, um, our sinful nature is judgment. Uh, we're not the one to judge. God is. But if we step into curiosity and we see people for who they are, and we ask questions, then we can bring unity. But I think people are really afraid of connecting on that level. They'd rather just be able to sit on the sidelines and um, shout whatever opinions they want so that they can build themselves up and be right. And that's just human nature. But we as Christian Americans, we have to get beyond ourselves and act as the Bible says, love our brothers. Uh, and, And it's our calling to do that. Yeah, you see, that's real diversity. Real diversity is when we come together despite our differences, and we come together in our differences, and there is synergy in our differences. Uh, Bible says, Ephesians chapter 4, we all have different talents and different capabilities, and God didn't make us all the same. He made us very different for very good reasons, beginning with men and women, and then... uh, all of uh, his community. And it's because we can't all be bricklayers and we can't all be thinkers. And so it's in our amazing difference, uh, different experiences, uh, different perspectives, that we come together in the truth of the Bible and we're unified as a community. And in that unity, we are strengthened and we care about each other. And nobody is left isolated such that they're easily picked off by the devil. So this is such an important point. We can't allow the media to tell us how we should think. We come to each other in curiosity and respect. And um, I think that's where our real strength is. Stay with us, friends. We're going to come back with numbers four through eight of our list of post-voting success. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine. And now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mendelo, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. 
Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelo has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She is the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and that's Dave Bray, USA. He has such passion for this nation and for God. And we've talked a little bit about the eight points that we want to make that we can use to guide us going forward. Because as we said earlier, the amazing thing about being a Christian is that yesterday doesn't matter. It's what you do next that counts. And we must be very intentional about what we do next. And with regard to elections and authorities and governments, Romans chapter 13 verse 1 says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. So, we've said we're not in the opinion game. We've said that everything we do should begin with prayer and reading the Bible, knowing Scripture. And we made the important point as we were closing the last segment that we cannot allow the media to shape how we see each other. We can't allow our friends or our family to cause us to think of people in groups. It's just not productive or reasonable. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 say, In humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And I think that's hard. Um, People are messy, and it's hard. And uh, we've got to see our way to compassion 
And I think the Bible is the key to that, because if you call yourself a Christian, there are just some things you can't do. Right. Well, and I, th- I think when we don't so-called get our way, right, or th- those who we elected don't get into office, we're kind of like little kids, like, wow. Break, break you know? our toys and cry. Yeah, exactly. And so, but as Christian Americans, we're called to honor those in authority. And so, and I, this may sound quite harsh, but if you don't take action, you can't complain. Yeah. Okay. And so after the last two presidential elections, we saw a lot of two-year-olds breaking their toys and complaining. Right. Right. So the time now is if you want things to change, then begin to change those things. Get involved. Start preparing now for the next election. Get educated. Find out. Get, don't wait till the last minute to, to register to vote. Yeah. And the, the Okay. So Jesus changes us. We change the world around us. It's about change. It's about influence. It's about shaping and reshaping. We've said before, at the intersection of our faith in the secular world, somebody's going to get changed. Either the world will change us or we will change the world. And we know that the Bible says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. So I think it's a challenge. And so as we have our list for ways to go forward and not be conformed to the world, but look at things uh, in a productive way, we come to number four. Honor this nation. Amen. So nowadays it seems cool to bash the United States. Don't do it. Rather keep your mouth shut and pray for the United States. Too many individuals and too many families have sacrificed too much for us to bash this nation. And I think when you bash your country, uh, you confirm the fact that you have no skin in the game. You've got nothing invested because it's not human nature to bash things in which they're heavily invested. So normally it's the people who do the least that do the most bashing. Well, back to kids, it reminds me of kids who broken are, toys again. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're, and this probably follows being spoiled, and you know we're spoiled in this country. If if right. we don't understand the freedom and the sacrifice that's been made for us, and so we bash it, whereas people in another country are going, "I just wish I had what right. you have." Just look at our borders. The reasons why our borders are a mess is because it's an awesome country and people want to come here. And as well they should. And I don't begrudge anybody wanting a better life. Um, I am reminded how after the Jews were led out of Egypt, many grumbled and complained and they wanted to go back to Egypt. Yeah, yeah. And I was reading... And what happened then? <laughs> right. So uh, it's in the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verses 2 through 4. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, If only we died in Egypt or in the wilderness, wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, We should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. And what I say to that is, if you want to be somewhere else, what's amazing about this nation is that you can go. Yeah. (laughs) And... I think that as you do that, I forget who it was, uh, that that book that was written, um, this guy moves to a new town and he goes to a bar and he's having a drink and he looks at the bartender and he says, what are people like in this town? And the bartender says, 
well, what were the people like where you just came from? And the guy says, well, they were uh, rude and mean and not very nice. And he said, well, you'll probably find the people here like that too. The point being, you're the problem. Mm, Yeah. And so I think this is very important because if you want a kinder nation, then be kinder. Yeah. If you want people to look you in the eye and be concerned, then look people in the eye and be concerned. It goes back to that being intentional. Being intentional. And and not to be trite, but be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. Uh, I think that is so important when we think about the transformation Jesus works in our hearts. And then we say... Out of the abundance of the out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay, so revere this nation, treat this nation with respect. So much has been sacrificed for us to have what we have, and it's from that place of gratitude that we come to the opportunity we have. And that brings us to our point number five: Don't let anybody take that opportunity away from you. Let your friends know about your faith and how it guides your actions. And if that creates problems, get new friends. There's a reason why people judge you by the company you keep, so keep the right company. And when you speak your faith, some friends will want to walk away from you and let them. At some time and place in the future, if they want to change, they will find you. The point is, your life gets easier. You speak the truth of the Bible. You speak about your faith. If you don't know all the scripture you want, You speak about your testimony and what Jesus has done in your life, and people who don't want to hear it will go away. Yeah. And then things will be less confusing and less difficult. Simple. A lot more simple. One uh, thing that I was thinking about there, there, so this just recently happened, um, talking about speaking your faith. There's a place that I go, and uh, one of the um, people that check people in, um, he, funny funny guy. And he does these kind of questionnaires and he'll ask, uh, kind of testing. Um, I would say there's kind of philosophical questions in a way. And so the other day he asked me if I had a crystal ball, if I could have two crystal balls, would one, uh, one that you could get all your questions answered or one to be able to see everything in the present that's going on. And I, I looked at him and I said, well, so-and-so, that's really hard for me because uh, that doesn't align with my faith. And he kind of was just taken back. And I said, I believe in, in God. He's he's sees all, knows all. And that's oh, all I need. And he said, well, I believe in God, too. And, you know, I kind of I wanted to play along. I didn't want to be adversarial. And I, but I still spoke my faith in that because I said I wouldn't be true to myself. And so the point... I, I'm in sharing that is that we can still we can speak our, our faith, we can share our faith, but we can be kind about it too. It doesn't have to be adversarial. We can hold true to who we are, uh, even when someone is kind of asking us a secular question, and and you know, maybe he'll decide he doesn't want to interact with me, and he'll never ask me one of those questions again. Right. Uh, or maybe he'll be like, "Hey, that." person really, you know, sticks to her guns, so to speak. Yeah, well, remember the question before you open your mouth, is it true, is it necessary, is it kind? And uh, just think, if we want less noise, if 
fewer opinions, less division going forward, then speak less, offer fewer opinions, and be less divisive. And you make a great point. You can just simply say, that's not in line with the values of my faith. What is your faith? I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. And I'm happy to let him work out uh, the future. Yeah, I'm not asking you to be someone different. I'm just speaking about me, which goes back to something I often talk about as a coach is I statements. So I spoke to my the truth of me as a Christian American, but I didn't make what he was doing wrong. So important. And that's hard, friends. If you try that, make only I statements. (laughs) No you, no you this, you that, the next thing, no they this, just I statements. I could have done better. I apologize. I am going to read the Bible for 10 minutes every day, et cetera, et cetera. It's quite powerful. And I'm just going to say that as we let people be who they want to be, when we speak our faith openly, they can make choices. Right. And I think that's uh, very important. And empowering. And empowering. Okay, I'm going to give you a little read ahead to point number six, and that is when everything is going wrong and things are feeling really bad and angry and you feel a little bit lost, be grateful. Start counting things for which you are grateful. It sounds cliche, but it works. Think about this point. What if you only have tomorrow what you are grateful for today. So, with the threat of that hanging over your head, the next time you're feeling yourself get twisted up, start thanking God for all of these things, and I bet you you'll feel better. Stay with us. We'll be back. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on Election Day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's Word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly think biblically, and vote in every election. Even though the recent elections have passed, now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, think, and vote in all future elections. Go to MyFaithVotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. We are after the election. The votes have been cast. And we're talking about intentional ways to go forward as Christians and Americans to honor the sacrifice that has been laid down by Jesus and by our veterans, first responders, and so many who have gone before us to give us the amazing opportunity we have in this nation. We are going through a list of eight things that we can do going forward 
And Christy made a great point at the break. She said, it's not that we're perfect. Far from it. The fact that we have this list (laughs) says that we have to work very hard to be intentional. It doesn't come naturally. I think there's a lot about us that uh, if we went with the natural, it'd be easy to be uh, angry, divisive, etc. We'd be like animals. We would see a threat in everything outside of us. And so we have a list, and that list helps us. And uh, number one was pray. Number two was read the Bible. Number three was don't let the media or your friends or your family cause you to think of people in groups. God's work is amazing. It's amazing in flowers, and it's amazing in people. It's just easy to be frustrated with each other sometimes. And we said, number four, honor this nation. This is an amazing nation, and I say that as an immigrant who grew up elsewhere and as a guy who travels all over the world, this is an amazing nation. And uh, number five, we said, don't be bashful about speaking your faith to your friends And if they don't like it, they'll go somewhere else. Your life will get simpler. You'll make new friends, and those new friends will hold you accountable. And maybe you'll come up with a list, and then you'll be getting twisted up like I was. And somebody who knows of your faith and knows of your desires will say, let's pray for a minute. And you'll feel a lot better as you strive not to be conformed to the patterns of this world. We said, as we were going to break, number six, be grateful. I, on many occasions, uh, am getting frustrated with something, and you just start thinking about that for which you are grateful. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18 say, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'm not saying it's easy. I don't live in some la-la land. I just think that oftentimes we forget to be grateful. I think two things, if you think about the Lord's Prayer, uh, that teaches us how to pray, that it starts with gratitude. And so uh, setting our mind on gratitude in all things um, that prepares our heart before we ask God when we go to him and ask for things. And then uh, second of all, from a coaching perspective, I think this is probably one of the best tools anyone who is trying to get untwisted, referring to uh, you talking about getting twisted up, is is starting with a gratitude exercise every morning and ending the day with a gratitude exercise. And uh, you can start with just writing down three things you're grateful for, you know, as re- uh, related to our topic today. You know, thank you for the opportunity, the freedom to vote. I mean, if you're 18 years or older and a, and a citizen of this uh, this nation, I mean, to have the opportunity to vote. Uh, right. and, and then all the other things. And, you know, even t- I was thinking about this. Maybe you don't like the elected official one, do you know the elected official? Uh, the other thing, too, is, I mean, that takes quite a bit of courage to run for office. Yeah. Um, I, what I was smiling at uh, while Christy was talking, I started smiling because I was thinking about the irony involved in all of these people who want everybody to know their opinions. And when you have the opportunity to cast your vote and tell everybody your opinions, they don't do it. They don't vote. Yeah, that's crazy. Let's not do that. 
That's why I said you can't complain if you don't take action. So here's something amazing. I travel all over, and I might wake up in a hotel in Frankfurt, and uh, I get some breakfast. A driver shows up. We go to the airport. We go through security. We get on an airplane. We talk to mechanics and baggage people and flight attendants, and then we fly to the U.S., and the same thing happens in reverse, and then I drive home. And what I see in all of my travels in these millions of little interactions are people trying hard, trying to do good things, trying to be helpful, trying to earn a living, trying to take care of their families and kids and sometimes their parents, and doing so under incredible circumstances. And friends, it's so noble and it's beautiful. And in terms of being grateful, that's the place where we start. We live in an amazing world, and it's hard, and hurting people hurt people. I get that. But if you look around with grateful eyes, you will see kindness, hard work, noble struggle, and love. And we got to just look past those who are difficult. I know it's a challenge, but you do your best to appreciate the good in everyone and trust Jesus to deal with those who seem to enjoy the darkness. And that's number seven. People are not our problem. They are our opportunity. And Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3 say, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Amen. And how does that sit with you? I, I think anything we can do to, um, with intention to bring ourselves to peace with what is, not to sound trite or general, <laughs> make this world a better place. And we all have that opportunity and to lead by example. Amen. And that brings up point number eight. This is going to come as a shock to some of you. It did come as a shock to me, especially being a pilot, (laughs) when I found out it's not about me. And it's not about you. It's about the good that you can do. And it's about the good that I can do. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 says, Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And that's pretty amazing. So, it's the weekend after the election. The votes are counted. We're talking about the Marine Corps birthday and 247 years of service and sacrifice. And we have celebrated Veterans Day and are celebrating Veterans Day. And we live in an amazing country. And we have talked about setting our expectations, not of others, but of ourselves, because the only behavior we control is our own. And that is the truth. That is absolutely tr- the truth. I want to go back to eight when, we, when you say it's about the good that you can do. And uh, to really drive home this point is now is the opportunity to prepare for the future. And one of the things that I don't know that we were able to spend a lot of time on when Bunny Pounds was on the show Um, Or maybe people weren't able to spend a lot of time because the elections were just around the corner is you can go on to Christiansengaged.org and you can actually take a pledge 
to receive free reminders and resources about the next election and getting engaged, but they also have a um, uh, they have courses, and I'm going to sign up for a course, and it's about being civically in, in engaged and get involved, and they walk you through it. It's twenty nine dollars. And so I just challenge the listeners to join me in, in doing so and Enjoy learning that. more about um, our invo- how we can be engaged as Christians in the process. That's christiansengaged.org. I like it. And friends, that brings us to our moment of truth. As you know, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at scriptures which inform our discussion. And we've looked at a lot of important scriptures today. We do this to remind ourselves that God's Word is our first refuge It's always relevant. It never fails. And the more difficult things get, the more we need God's Word. And today our moment of truth comes from Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. And it says something very difficult, but very serious. Do not give to dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. So what does that mean? It means that we should not give away our opportunity as Christians to shine God's light with useless conversations with divisive people, and that we should not give away our children's future to people whose chief contribution to this nation are pointless, senseless, failed arguments which only confirm that they live in spiritual darkness. Avoid that. There's a Chinese proverb I love which says, I've often regretted opening my mouth. I've never regretted keeping it closed. Politically speaking, I'm glad we celebrate Veterans Day as we prepare our hearts and minds for the coming days. I think it helps to remind us of the stakes of our conduct. It's easy to forget that our personal influence is huge. It's not about CNN or Fox News or Republicans or Democrats. All organizations of men and women are flawed. It's about us. It's about you and me. So friends, we can't obtain something holy in an unholy way. One day at a time, each of us has the opportunity to shine light. If we fail in that opportunity, it's nobody else's fault. If I miss my chance or if you miss your chance because of some story on CNN or Fox News or because President Biden did this or because Trump said that, that's on you and me and we have given our pearls to pigs. So, eight things from our list. Pray. Read the Bible. Don't let the media decide. Don't let your friends decide. Don't let your family decide. People are individuals. See them as such. Honor this nation. It's a great nation. It's better to keep your mouth shut and pray than to say some of the divisive things we hear. Let your friends know about your faith and how it guides your actions, and if that creates problems, get new friends. Be grateful. If you have a bad day, thank God, start over. People are not our problem. They are our opportunity. And finally, it's not about you. It's about the good that you can do. And that's Courageous Christianity. So thanks for joining us today. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and Semper Fi. Three-star 
retired general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.